Hello and welcome to Down Syndrome Radio. This is uh, the Downright Awesome Dads here with another episode, the second in three days. Uh, we're here to tell you about uh, parenting children with Down Syndrome from a uh, dad's perspective. This is episode 22. We got a super special guest today, recorded uh, August 3rd, 2013. And uh, what do you say? Has anything changed in the last couple of days out there, Rick? You doing okay? <laughs> no, happy to be back. We I, I hear you're doing wicked good. I hear things are wicked good over there in Delaware. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, wicked we are. It, it is wicked good. My wife is seeing wicked in Philadelphia tonight, so I'm adding wicked to all of my comments today. Excellent. Oh. Excellent. All right. So wicked it's, is, it's is just great. you and the little wicked. man? Wicked. Uh, yeah, just me and Logan. Kayla's with the grandparents, too, so it's guy's night. Guy's night. Nice. All right. So nothing to report. Nothing new, huh? Nothing new. Nothing new. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... All right. What do you say, Jason? Uh, doing great. Things are great. I'm relaxing here in, in Ocean Beach. My parents are, are here for, for almost a month. And um, they rented a house uh, relatively close to the beach. So I've been kind of hanging out here between here and, and our house, bouncing back and forth. I actually took a nap today like you did the other day. It was, it was phenomenal. Oh, naps are awesome. Yeah. I like to take naps with my little guy, you know, like when, when my wife can't get him to sleep and it's like, it's like a chore to get him to, to get him to nap. It's like, okay, honey, uh, I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll suck it up and, and nap with him. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of what I did. Awesome. We, uh, we, uh, so my parents uh, at this house, there's a roof deck and, and, and you can see, um, the SeaWorld fireworks. SeaWorld has fireworks every, every night in the summer at right around just before 10 o'clock. And so I made a deal with, with Eloise that if we took a nap, that we could stay and have, they have a, a fire pit on the roof here too. So we could make s'mores and watch the fire, stay up for the fireworks. So wicked. So that got, that got me to, to take a nap. That got her to take a nap, I guess. It was pretty easy to get me to take a nap. Yeah, man. All right. Well, you sound chipper. That's good. That's good, man. Good. Yeah. Nap, man. Nap in a couple beers here. And, and, I'll, I'll say anything. I like this. This is like down syndrome, coast to coast. We cover the whole country. Well, yeah, uh, it's great. Otherwise, it's great. I mean, Dexter, Dexter uh, finished his first week of preschool, um, event free. You know, it was really, really great. I mean, it's it's going really well. So. I like that phrase, event awesome. free. <laughs> yeah. But he goes on his own. He's happy to go. There's no resistance. <clears throat> he is, you know, on. Um, Let's see, maybe it was Wednesday morning. He has uh, PT, so we go to the park and we meet um, our physical therapist and, and we kind of play at the park for an hour. So it was a little bit different, like the drop-off wasn't normal. Um, you know, the kid, his, his class was like out on the playground, so it was a little bit different. He kind of wasn't too thrilled about that, but uh, he was also tired. Usually PT kind of wears him out a little bit too. So You're lucky. Well, we otherwise, have, we, yeah, otherwise we, it's yeah. great. We had some issues getting him, getting him to go. But once he went, it was great. But, you know, there's, yeah. a, there's a hump there. You didn't have it. Good for you, man. Well, uh, things in Richmond are quiet. It's, uh, you know, I'm still a bachelor. My uh, family's been gone since Tuesday. They're all having a great time with Grandma and Grandpa's in upstate New York. I'm supposed to be working and getting through all my chores. You know, I wasn't feeling well the other night. I'm feeling much better now. But uh, it's been a day of yard work and fixing stuff up on ladders and whatnot. Uh, and I'm hoping to have done all my chores so that I can be a slug tomorrow. That's my goal. Uh, Dad on the couch on Sunday, all by himself. How often does that happen to you guys? Wow. I know. 
<laughs> never, even, never. It's like cheating. <laughs> God, it's not football season. Yeah, movies, sports, catch-up day, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we have uh, uh, a wonderful guest here. You guys ready? Do it. Yeah. All right. Well, our guest tonight is uh, Rachel Coleman from uh, uh, Toodle Hands, from the producer and uh, star of Signing Time, uh, probably personally responsible for teaching, I don't know, thousands, tens of thousands of children how to speak sign language, and adults and parents, too. Uh, welcome, Rachel. How you doing? I'm doing great, you guys. How does that feel to have brought uh, uh, communication into so many kids' lives? Truly, I, I don't think... I, I don't think I can grasp what we've really done. Um, signing time has been around for 12 years. And so just the, if I try to sit down and, and really wrap my head around it, it's, it's impossible. Um, you know, and I meet families all the time and they come up to me and they tell me their story and I love it. Every time I meet someone and they, they'll say, I'm sure you hear this all the time. And I say, yeah, but I don't hear your story. I haven't heard it from you and the impact it had on your child. And really there's, there's nothing cooler than that there's nothing greater than impacting the life of a child i love what i do i just i can't i don't think i've been able to actually wrap my head around what what i really do because most of the time i'm a mom you know i'm running around i'm making sandwiches i'm driving kids places and so every once in a while i get these special weekends or we get to film for a week and i get to be a rock star to preschoolers and kids and they're the best oh come on <laughs> it's awesome that is awesome well, let's start by giving us giving us some background on yourself. I mean, I know you're a you're a public persona, whatnot, but you know mainly you know you and your children and kind of how you got started and your story. Yeah, well, um, so I started out um, as a mom, and my oldest daughter Leah, she was a year old, and we she was just awesome. You know, she was my world. I was a stay at home mom, and I would carry her in a sling, and I just you know was right there with her all the time. And my husband was too. He was around all the time. He was a college student, and so. Um, we just spent all this time with Leah. We were having a blast. And we realized, though, when she was one, that she wasn't really developing speech. And um, everything else seemed great, but the speech just wasn't coming. So I took her to her pediatrician for her one-year checkup. And, and uh, he said, you know, how's her vision? I said, it's great. She picks up everything off the floor and eats it. And he says, well, how's her hearing? I said, it seems pretty great. I mean, I know she hears me sometimes, and other times she totally ignores me. And he said, that's pretty normal. And he said, but what about her speech? And I really felt like that's where I'd failed as a mother at that point. And I said, she, she doesn't have any words. And he's like, yeah, but mama and dada. I said, no, nothing. Like, in fact. Did she make noises like, you know, crying or what? babbling or anything oh, like yeah, that? She cried. She babbled a little bit and then she stopped. Mostly she would do this high pitched shriek and we would call her a pterodactyl because it was all day. <laughs> and I think she could feel it. Maybe she could even hear it. Um, but I, had, I told him, I said, you know, when she's in the, in the shopping cart at the store and people come up and they say, hi, she looks right back at them, raises her eyebrows, smiles, and mouths the word hi. No voice, no wow. air. Perfect wow. expression. And uh, he says, well, that's weird. If she doesn't start talking by 15 months, we'll look into it. Um, so I was trying not to be worried. And it was later that week. I, I was a musician. I had a folk rock band called We the Living that I fronted and wrote the songs for. I was at band practice, and I had been, been gone for three hours. I came home to pick her up from, from my mom's house. And I said, I'm here. And my mom said, Rachel, come in, but don't let Leah see you and call her name. And, and in that moment, I knew, you know, I, I knew. So I, I came up behind her and said, Leah, Leah. And there was no response. 
Um, so we started the process of discovering what was going on. It took months and months, and ultimately her ear, nose, and throat doctor called and said, Leah is, has a severe to profound hearing impairment. I said, what does that mean? He said, she's deaf. I said, what does that mean? Like, what's it mean for her? What's it mean for us? And, and that was kind of, that's, that's the beginning. Like, that is how um, our family began learning sign language um, and discovered that sign language is an ex- just this, the most amazing parenting tool and communication tool, whether you have a child who is deaf or not. Like, a typical child, a child with special needs, sign language is really it for, for all kids. Yeah, well, we had all heard that, you know, in our in our world that we, you know, our Down syndrome <laughs> world that we live in was, you know, uh, our children definitely de- uh, uh, generally develop speech much later, and mm-hmm. here's one of the things that you can do, you know, because it's much easier for them to sign than for them to have the, I guess, the oral motor control or whatever to speak, and that, you know, even though they will speak eventually, it works to 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 you know get communication going. It eases frustration so that you communicate with your child. And, you know, it could be a lasting, a lasting uh, effect. So that's how we got talked into, uh, you know, my wife is the researcher of the family and, uh, you know, she picked them up and we watched them and loved them. And my older kids loved the episodes. And, uh, you know, long after he started speaking and we really hadn't, you know, I wouldn't say we had lost interest in sign language. You know, he he, he spoke early enough that uh, it, it didn't, it didn't matter as much as we thought it might. But yeah. we still watch the episodes because they were fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. I yeah. love it. Well, so that's how we that's how we ended up signing at all was for Leah, um, and you know it, it was it was an amazing process actually, having our child and discovering after a year of being with her, loving her, playing with her, taking her places, a full year. Um, at 14 months was when we got the diagnosis. And of course, I felt silly. One was like, okay, I'm a stay at home mom. And I missed this. I missed that one of your senses is not available to you. Like, I've been reading you stories, I've been singing you songs. And I missed this. So at first, there was, you know, I, I felt guilt, I felt all those things that you feel when you when you find out your child has a disability or, or is coming a different way than you expected. Um, but what was great about it was, we had 14 months of just treating her like everybody else. You know, she'd played with her cousins and she'd been to the zoo and I did read her stories and I did sing her songs. Um, And really the perspective we took was, you know, if she, my husband and I were crying, oh my gosh, she's deaf, she's deaf and I'm a musician, this is horrible, how could this happen to her? And she was looking at us. She was, you know, had pulled herself up on the side of the bed and was looking at us with this concern in her eyes. And I had the thought, wow, she, you know, she wants to know what's wrong. Like if she could ask us, she'd be like, mom and dad, what happened? You're clearly distraught. And I thought if I could even tell her, what would I say? You've been deaf your whole life and we just found out like this and we're really upset about it. You know, it just seemed silly in that moment. And so we really adopted Leah's, what we call Leah's perspective, that there was nothing wrong. She had been deaf all along and we just needed to learn something new. And so right, that's right. really, the, that's what we did. Excellent. So how long did it take you to learn? Oh, my heavens. How do you even, I don't know how to, I'm still learning. I mean, like, I don't know how to quantify that. Um, Before I felt comfortable communicating with deaf adults, well, it was probably two years. Like, at first I felt comfortable, and then I realized, wow, I really sign like a deaf preschooler, you know, and and then you (laughs) (laughs) You have a bad signing accent? (laughs) Yeah, you're like, oh, wow, yeah, I can communicate with my two-year-old, like, want to take a bath? 
want a grilled cheese sandwich? And then I'm with deaf adults and I was just like, oh boy, this is a different league. And so, but each, you know, each experience, I would, I would take it up a notch and realize what else there was for me to learn so that I can continue, continue to teach her. Did, did she learn faster than you did? Oh, uh, well, she couldn't because I was like... Oh, you were the teacher. I, I, was, I was keeping her at bay <laughs> based, based on my signing skills. Well, kids, you know, when they're up. that age, they just learn so fast. They'll learn anything so fast, you know? The, the pressure was on. Like, that was definitely there. It was like, oh my gosh, I have to learn... I have to learn more and I have to learn it faster because she's on my tail. Like she's like, give me more, give me more. Tell me what else I can, you know. So I had books and I had videos and, you know, they were VHS. Leah's 16 now, if you can believe that. Wow. Um, you know, no. <laughs> I'd, I'd seen every video available. I started taking classes and it was in some ways it was the ground level research for signing time. I didn't know it at the time. I had, I was extremely shy. I couldn't even imagine um, sitting in front of like a church congregation and interpreting for her. I couldn't imagine anything more just uh, frightening to me than that, being in front of people and signing. Um, but I knew I would. I was like, this is my child and I will do anything for her. And so um, even overcome debilitating shyness, which apparently I've accomplished. <laughs> yeah, well done. <laughs> well done. Well done. Yeah, so um, signing time came about when Leah was four. So in the meantime, um, my husband Aaron and I, we thought, well, let's have another baby. Leah's well on her way. She's fluent in American Sign Language. She's learning English as a second language through reading and writing. I mean, at two, she could fingerspell things. Like, you know, it had her communicating so, um, so immensely, like in such deep and vast conversations. She could negotiate. She could compromise at two because she had communication through signs instead of waiting for her speech. So she was on her way and we said, let's have another baby. Wouldn't it be great if this one was deaf too? Hopefully it's genetic. And, um, you know, uh, we, we went in for our ultrasound and we discovered at a routine 18 week ultrasound that baby Lucy was coming and that Lucy had hydrocephalus, water on the brain, and it was caused by the birth defect spina bifida. So that was a shocker. And, wow, that's, and a, that's we like home. a second one, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, like just... yeah. Well, one in 1,000 babies are born profoundly deaf, and one in 1,000 babies are born with spina bifida. So I believe. So you are one in a million. Yeah, well, I believe that makes us one in a million. So, wow. yes. Um, I would have told that, you that anyway, Rachel, but oh, you know. Oh, thanks. You know, that, that wasn't the context at the time. At the time, it was like, could we be any unluckier? Like, really? You know, just the, just the upset again. And we went home and sat on the bed and cried and cried and cried. And I, I sat up, you know, I was lying down in bed and I sat up and I, and I said, this is exactly how it felt when we found out Leah was deaf. And then I stopped and I remembered that moment of her, little Leah, peering over the bed, wondering what was wrong. And so I imagined Lucy, you know, the same way, like, what is so upsetting? You had overcome, you had overcome it the first time, you could do it again. Yeah, big deal. I have spina bifida. I always have. Like, you just need to learn something new. Out, you know, like stop it with the drama and so we took that same perspective Leah's perspective and it created Lucy's perspective we're like there's nothing wrong there's going to be wheelchairs there's nothing wrong with wheelchairs there's going to be some surgeries thank heavens they can do surgery um, and that's really been the attitude that we've taken and shortly after that um, Leah was on a soccer field she was four years old the only deaf kid out there but really at four playing soccer they're all deaf if you watch them, <laughs> you know, she was not they're all deaf unless you say the word snack. 
Yes, yeah, so as you say that. And um, the coach was, you know, running drills as best she could. And she paired Leah up with this little boy. And he said, I, want, I don't want to be with her because she can't talk and she can't understand me. And I was out there interpreting and I opted out. I opted not to interpret that for Leah. Um, but I really took it to heart. And I could see this happening in, in my daughter's life that, you know, when they're two, it really didn't matter if she was playing with someone and she's deaf and they're hearing. They're, they're not communicating. It wasn't a big deal at two. It's still not a big deal at three years of age. And at four, it started to become a bigger deal. And she was invited to fewer and fewer birthday parties and events and was becoming more isolated. Um, and so when he said this, when he said, I don't want to be with Leah because she can't even talk and she can't understand me, um, I, 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 you guys, like I thought about it I, nonstop. It was in my brain that whole day and the next night. And I was like, this is something, this is important. It's, this is important. Like this is a message. And um, I called his preschool. And Leah didn't go to that preschool. She went to a deaf preschool. I called his school and I said, hi, my name is Rachel Coleman. And nobody cared. I wasn't Rachel Coleman at the time. I was just Rachel Coleman. My name is Rachel Coleman. And my daughter, you know, I, I was, I'm just in the area. I live in the area. I was wondering if I could come teach a sign language story time at your preschool. And the principal said, absolutely, please. Can we pay you? Like, this would be awesome. It's language and literacy and arts. And this was my little, my little lab. I went in. I did some stories, and the next week at soccer practice, it, it was this little boy's class. Um, the next week at soccer, pra soccer practice, I was on the field, and I saw his car pull up, and he came running out onto the field. He runs straight to Leah, just stops right in front of her, and signs, friend, play, ball. <laughs> <laughs> like, so emphatically. That's he almost awesome. yelled, like, yelled it in sign language, That's if great. you will. You know, friend, play, ball. And I thought, I did it. Like, I did it. And I didn't, I didn't know what I did. But I knew I made a difference, and I knew that three signs could change her world and change his world. Like three signs built the bridge. And I thought I, could, I can go to every preschool in the entire San Fernando Valley. We lived in Los Angeles at the time. And I could teach sign language, you know, story times. And if we move back to Utah, I'll do the same, and I'll do it till she's in high school. Um, luckily... My sister Emily, who is Alex of Signing Time with Alex and Leah, it's Alex's mom. My sister Emily called me that week and said, hey, I have an idea. Do you want to make a video for kids? And I said, yes, because I'm thinking that's easier than putting the miles on my car and on the 101 and 405 freeways. <laughs> right. and, um, make copies of yourself. There you go. Yeah, yeah exactly. Who, who knew? And she said, let's teach music. I want to teach everything about music. And I said, no, 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 no. And I had stopped doing music because Leah was deaf and I couldn't figure out how we could have music and deafness in the same home. I'd quit my band and, you know, put my guitars under the bed. Um, I said, no, we're not doing music. It's, it is signing time. Like, we need to teach. It's time to teach sign language to families. That is that's how it started. At we this made time, a did, video. Did, did Alex already know sign language? Yeah, so Alex is just a year, just about, I think he's about nine months younger than Leah. And um, he, so he began signing earlier than Leah did because we didn't know she was deaf till 14 months. So Alex was signing uh, by nine months. He was signing milk. And so this is why, well, what, what, know, Wait, what, if he wasn't deaf, why was he signing milk? Because his cousin's deaf. And my, my siblings wanted their children to be able to communicate with their deaf cousin, Leah. But you, you said he started signing before you had... Well, the... he no, he started signing earlier. So he was born nine oh, months oh, I after see, Leah. I see, uh, Earlier yeah. age, but uh, age not, earlier. not earlier yeah, chronologically. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yes, yes. No, that's okay. That's a great question. So <laughs> Leah's, yeah, Leah's 14 months old. We find out she's deaf. Alex is 
two months old. He's, you know, he's a few, a few months right. old. So as soon, yeah, yeah, as soon as we discovered Leah's deafness, uh, so I'm, a, I'm from a family of nine kids. So right now there's 24 wow. nieces and nephews and one on the way that I know of. Um, and so all of us, like talk about a laboratory. Yeah, really. <laughs> all of us have started, you know, since Leah signed with our babies and seen the amazing communication that, that can happen. So, so Alex was signing, um, you know, he, and he was Leah's best friend. We actually moved to California because there was an empty apartment next door to my sister, Emily. I went to visit and there was an open apartment or like door to door. And I said, oh, we should move here. And so <laughs> awesome. we did. <laughs> no, <Wow. laughs> no job, a deaf toddler, you know. It was like, oh, you finished college. We can, we can do anything. <laughs> you can make it work. Yeah, we did. So that's, that's how Alex and Leah, they were, they were raised as siblings. Mm. So he, he could sign as well as she could. It was awesome. So all 24 cousins, how far out does the, uh, it's like in order to be cool in your family, you have to be able to do it, right? <laughs> yes you well yeah they just everybody starts with it so everyone at least has some basic signs now you know there you weren't know. there weren't many cousins older than leah there's only about four cousins older than leah the rest are younger and so um yeah it, it's funny and they call my my nieces and nephews call me rachel coleman they, they see me and they say, hi, Rachel Coleman. I use the potty. And I say, oh, I'm so proud of you. Like it really, it, it blows their mind. Like there, there gets to be this age where they get shy around me because they're realizing you're on my TV and in my kitchen. This is weird. So it's, it's been a fun, a really fun thing as a family. So when you guys go places, you can have like secret side conversations. Except for we've taught so many people how to sign that <sighs> everyone can eavesdrop. So, <laughs> But, you know, when my kids, um, I have two older children as well, uh, a 12-year-old and a, a 10-year-old. And, you know, they learned a fair amount, say a fair amount, but they took, seemed to be two or three weeks of sign language in school. Mm -hmm. And uh, they just thought it was the coolest thing. And that was their plan, was to have a kind of a secret language that they could talk to each other in. And, and they did it for a little while, but it, it didn't, never totally caught on. But it definitely seemed cool. It and is. That, and that was that was their goal was to be able to talk about things in front of mom and dad without us knowing. So yeah. Well, that happens. I know I know some twins. Um they grew up on signing time and I think they were in about third third or fourth grade. And the sis there was a sister and brother pair of twins and she would sign the answers to tests to him across the room because she wanted him <laughs> to pass. <laughs> you know, she was just helping. I'm helping him. Uh, and the <laughs> the teacher good. sorted it out and, and so yeah, it is. It's really cool and useful. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I had a couple questions. Did you guys have any questions? No, I just, I, I think it's, it's extremely helpful too. I mean, my daughter's seven and whenever we need to emphasize something or we're in that, uh, situation that, you know, we always fall back on, uh, mm -hmm. sign language from across the room or something like that. When you really need to make a point, uh, talking and signing at the same time, it, it's almost like natural. Uh, yeah. once, you, once you start doing it at a young age, it just follows you. Yeah. And it is, it's convenient. Um, you know, I can sign to my husband across any the grocery store, and I'll meet you at the checkout. We just it's it's so it is so useful. We always have communication. Um, what's been interesting for us, you know, I started we started this to help people communicate with Leah. Leah already knew sign language. She didn't learn sign language from signing time. She knew it. So it was like, okay, well, this will help our community communicate with her and connect with her. And I really thought, like, let's make this video, and if we make 100 copies and give it away to people who know and love Leah, that will change her world. That was my vision. Like I said, I, I was shy, and I really didn't want people to see this. It was like, oh, gosh, please, like, 
I don't want anyone to see me doing this. Um, and my sister Emily, we're still business partners after 12 years. Um, she's much more of a marketing mind, at least at that time. And so she bought SigningTime.com and put our one little VHS up there. And she also got it on Amazon. Amazon was fairly new at the time. You got to you got to rewind. Oh, you know, 13 years, and. We could see every order that came in. It was so awesome. It was like, oh, yay, our neighbor bought one. Oh, mom's friend bought one. like a little bell one. in your house, and it goes, ka-ching. Yep. <laughs> it was like, yep, a little ding. Oh, oh, look how nice so-and-so bought one. Oh, I went to, to high school with them. But then it, it kept getting further away from anything that we could pinpoint. Like, really, the first couple months, it, we knew every purchaser. We knew them. Oh, mm-hmm. that's our friend. And then suddenly it was like, wait, I don't, I don't know anybody in Montana. I don't know. Wait, do you know anyone in Delaware? And it, and it took off. And that was really cool to see. And so, like I said, my focus was Leah, but little did I know. I, I mean, really, I, didn't, I did not know the impact we would have on families who have children with autism and families who have children with Down syndrome and the many, many, many other things that can go on. Speech delays, you know, I, I know about syndromes. I, I know them all. I know them all because I've met parents and I've met their children and I get emails and I get thank you letters and pictures. I get Christmas cards from families I've never met, um, but who I'm in their living room every single day teaching their family. I just, I didn't know how much people needed this. I knew we needed it, but I had no idea the impact we would have on children over, Uh, you know, it's so far 12 years plus. I would think a big impact would be um, social networking. You know, I, I know that's how my wife finds things out. You know, one mom sees something that she likes and, you know, she lets it, you know, she lets everybody else know, you know, other than mm-hmm. traditional advertising. Yep. And, you know, this sounds like it kind of predates some of that as well. It, yeah, there was no Facebook and there was no Twitter. So a few people had blogs and then there were some like Yahoo groups, you mm-hmm. know, or it was like called the one list. There was some ways to communicate by, you know, to everyone, to a group of people through d- emails or digests. Um, that's what there was. Like I said, Amazon was new, so it's kind of hard to even go back and imagine all of those things gone, um, ways to communicate. But yeah, it was, we called it word of mom. Like we're watching word <laughs> of mom. Mom's <laughs> telling other moms, you, you should get this. You should get this. Yeah, and then they, then they would tell us what they wanted. Okay, make some more. And we're like, oh, oh, really? They're like, yeah, what's next? And we want you to sing more and sign more on camera, you know, sing and sign on camera. I'm like, oh boy, no, no, no. Um, but <laughs> we, we, we have always followed the lead of our signing time families. Like they've always been right on always, you know, they were right. I should sing more and I should sing and sign more. Um, we've asked them what topics do you want? And then we've made those shows. People asked me for 10 years to do a potty training video, and I kept saying, no, not my job, not my job, not my job. I teach your child manners. I teach them how to make their bed. (laughs) I teach them how to set the table. You can handle potty training. And then I finally was like, Rachel, listen to the Signing Time families. And so two years ago, we made Potty Time, and it's one of the top potty training apps, you know, in in the app space right now, and, and it's a DVD and CD as well. You guys are right. You're always right. So do you ever go back to the first couple episodes and look at them and go, God, I wish I could do that over again? Or, you know, because you must have got better at things as as time went on. (laughs) Well, I like to think I got better at things. Uh, We've we've talked about this. Like, do we do a Signing Time new edition? And I don't know. I think people would be mad. I think our Signing Time families love 
just the realness of it. It was yeah. me and Emily with video cameras running around filming our kids. I was going to ask about the green screen. There's the one where you're in the treehouse and the yeah. and the two children, which, you know, that's Alex the real and Alex and Leah, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's Alex and Leah. They look like they were having a blast. Right? Oh, they, they were having a blast. They're always having a blast. They really are best friends still. Leah is 16. Alex is 15. We live about two miles away from me, from, from the Browns, from my sister, Emily Brown. Um, Alex and Leah, I mean, you know, they're cousins. They can't date each other, but they are mad about each other and not in a romantic way. They, she thinks he's the coolest kid in the world. I, I mean, for example, my sister Emily says to Leah, oh, Alex is getting braces and I, you know, oh, I hope it's going to be okay and I hope he looks good in them. And Leah's like, oh, are you kidding? It's Alex. I mean, he's going to look great. She just adores him and he adores her. They are um, totally, I mean, they were both Doctor Who for Halloween. They are, they're hysterical. <laughs> they are just these great, you know, totally comfortable in their own skin, geeky, great kids. You know, she's a moderator on a Doctor Who fan page on Facebook. Um, they hang out all the time, play video games all the time. Mm. Um, they're, they are dearest friends, dearest, dearest of friends. But I guess, you know, I, I was just asking about the green screen and, you know, so there must have been something like off camera that they could see what was supposed to be, you know, they could no. see the effect. No, they couldn't. Okay. So we, they... we didn't even have teleprompters until volume seven. <laughs> so they're supposed I, to be, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm picturing one where they're supposed to be, there's, there's balls falling at them. More, more, right? more, 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 more. Um, in that one, we were throwing balls at them. Oh. Like, so some of those are real. We do throw things at our children sometimes. They, they look and like they're just about to break out laughing the entire time. Oh, they yes, they were having a blast, and we paid them in toys. We would make we'd buy go to Toys R Us and get presents and wrap them, and we'd say, <laughs> okay, you, you do these five scenes. Once we check these off, you can unwrap a present, and they would. Um, but you know, they say don't work with children and animals, and so yeah, the last twelve years we've been working with children, and it, Alex and Leah were supposed to teach all the signs in the first episode. Well, Alex was two, and <laughs> Leah was four. And so we actually had the first edit, and I watched it, and I said, this will never do. You can't tell what they're doing at all. They're a mess. They're horrible teachers. They're two and four. They're horrible teachers. I know. Jeez, you can't put them to work by two and four. Jeez. <laughs> I know. Jeez. And she's even deaf. She should be better than this. And Emily said, well, it's you. You need to, you need, we need to film you. And I said, no way. And she said, Rachel, it's you. You're Leah's mom. It's you. And really, I mean, I just took a deep breath and said a little prayer and was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I'm doing this. And if you see the original, the original one, two, and three, where I'm not in orange, especially the original number one, um, I'm in a red, like button down shirt and I have long, like almost black hair and I'm all hippie. Cool. Um, you can see that it's like, it's just taking every ounce of everything I have to stand there and do that. It was, mm -hmm. it was really difficult for me. Really hard. <laughs> Well, then, then, then they dressed me in orange and colored my fingers, and I came out of my box, and I was like, "Okay, I guess, I guess I'm going to be Rachel Coleman from Signing Time when I grow up. I guess that's what I'm going to be, and mm. I'm and I'm totally content with that." You're never grown up till you say you're grown up. Well, I'm not. I know. I, I guess when I grow up, when I grow up, I'll be Rachel from Signing Time. Right now, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I also wanted to ask about the tape on your fingers. You mentioned that. Yeah. Whose idea was that, and how, how does that? How did that come about? Well, so we did the first three volumes, and then um, 
we went with a different crew, a different team for four, five, and six. We had this art director, and she was amazing. And she said, you know, I was reading the story, and like back in the Victorian era, there was this woman who painted her pointer finger red, like just the finger, all the way up her arm, and it became this trend. And she's like, we should color your fingers. And so we sat down with markers and the whole team, like, you know, the grips, everybody, they, were, they had these magic markers and they were coloring their fingers to see what combination made sense. And finally I said, well, when you're signing, you want your thumb and your pointer to be the same color and then the other three, the middle and the ring and pinky to be a different set of colors. So then we sorted that out because I just knew like the, freq- the frequency of the fine motor where- placement, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we sorted that out, and uh, in in volumes four, five, and six, so it's family feelings and fun, and ABC signs, and my favorite things. We actually painted my fingers, and so, and it was it was paint that said it shouldn't have prolonged skin contact. <laughs> so by, <laughs> oh, you were sacrificing <laughs> the body for this. <laughs> yeah, you're getting the inside scoop, and there were no teleprompters, by the way. So I did five a day and silly pizza, all of those songs with no teleprompter. Oh, the silly pizza song. All (laughs) off the fly, like all signing, singing, performing, no prompter. And um, with with toxic paint on my hands. And by the end of the day, I was like, uh, you know, it was like I'd been sniffing fumes. I was like, all right, we got to get this stuff off. The other problem with the paint was... um, under the hot lights, it would stay tacky. And so I would sign silly where you bonk your nose with your thumb. Right. And it, my nose would be blue because the paint, <laughs> it was a mess. It was, silly. it was silly. Yeah, it was silly. And, and so, funny. yeah, and I'd have p- hand prints of, uh, you know, these prints. So anyway, we went with, um, it's electrical tape. Shh, don't tell. Um, Home Depot, aisle four, blue, orange, electrical, electrical tape. I have tons of it. And um, that's what I color my fingers with now. Now the question is, why did I do that? Can anyone answer? Why would I color my fingers other than, you know, fumes and so that know, you could flare. better see the Wait, positions yeah. to do them correctly? Yes, exactly. So on television, you know, I don't know how big your TV is, but my fist is only going to be however big it is. And when you get to the alphabet, A and M and N and T and S, they all looked like a fist. There was no way to differentiate where the finger placement was. And so it was in it was for the set that included the alphabet that we colored my fingers to give an additional level of visual reference for young signers and for adults too, to know where to put their their finger placement. Excellent. Excellent. More more than you ever wanted to know, right? That's <laughs> I asked the question. I had it I have a list. I have three things on the list. I have the green screen, right. the tape. That's fantastic, yeah. And I had I had one other question: Is that you know in your house with a child that's that's deaf and with the mm-hmm. and, and 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 using the uh, captions on the TV, is yeah. it quieter in your house? You know, our house is so quiet, and it must I be have, really nice. It really is. One of my sisters, Julie, she will call me. She says, "Can I come over there and take a nap?" And so <laughs> it's it's like this, you know, you, it's. Yeah, this reserve, it's a human being reserve. You can come over and and nobody knows you're here and it's quiet and it's nice and cold and I don't know. Yeah, it is quiet. So yeah, we do watch TV with captions all of us. Even even though Le- you know, Lucy can hear, I can hear and Aaron can hear. We're so used to it. Um there's we just cut back on noise. And then Lucy, Lucy has spina bifida and she has cerebral palsy. So she's 13 now and she uses a wheelchair. 
you know, what that looks like is she, she has limited fine motor skills and, I, you know, we brush her teeth and brush her hair and get her dressed and she talks beautifully and she signs fluently. So she's brilliant and just has this physical body that is really not cooperative. But we say Leah's profoundly deaf, Lucy's profoundly hearing. She's 13 and she still startles like a newborn because her nervous system is kind of raw from cerebral palsy. Is, um, is her and, situation stable? Is it going to, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. She's great. I mean, she's okay. not, she's not um, medically fragile at all. You know, it's not going to, it shouldn't impact her lifespan. Typically, children with spina bifida, they just have numerous surgeries. Lucy's probably had, I don't know, six, seven surgeries in her life and she's 13. Um, but she's, she's great. Like, she's, she does really, really well. And she's very smart and she's mainstreamed. You know, she has full-time aides at school and they get her laptop out of her backpack and open it for her and Lucy just types away with her thumbs basically and um, she has a power chair a power wheelchair and she just rules the school everybody knows who she is that's for sure that's that's what we all want is you know uh, yeah uh, full inclusion and and cognition is always my biggest seriously seriously so it's quiet around here because of Lucy too. So we we don't holler for each other. Uh, we text each other. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and I I know really because Leah she may not hear me if I holler anyway. So it's really best to to text her or FaceTime and sign. So it is really quiet here, and and it can be shocking. Like when my husband's watching, you know, the game on TV, right, and there's right. he goes, no he could go all the way, and he shouts, and his yes, popcorn goes flying in the air, and everybody's <laughs> we, everybody's ducking and covering. Yeah totally quiet and then he'll scream and all the three girls are like go what what happened he's like oh my team won we're like okay warn us say i'm watching sports and it's quiet i'm gonna scream um but yeah it is it's quiet around here see now now i'm home alone at the moment and it's actually creepy because normally my house is so loud you know we sit down to dinner and my my oldest son is named alex so there's a little connection there uh and you know he likes to tap on the table or to you know knock on something or he's humming a song and and you know usually it's it's usually my wife who's like Alex no extraneous noise please we're trying mm. to have dinner mm. and you know all my kids are they're just all making noise it's just it's it's the, my house is a cacophony so well uh, we we even have a dog and our dog doesn't bark like we really it is very quiet around here. I mean, we, we have a canine companion. Lucy got a canine companion for Independence last year, um, nice. a service dog. I highly recommend it. I, I mean, really, I think you can apply when your children are five. You guys, it's the best part about having a child with a disability. That and the handicap parking, I'm not even kidding. Service dogs and handicap parking at Christmas. I, I, I recommend both. You know, I'm my kids kidding. have been dying to get a dog, and I don't no, want one. Get a, I bet, get get the service it. dogs are so well-trained, right? You, I don't like dogs. I, okay, I guess, I guess I shouldn't say that, but I don't. I really don't like dogs. I'm not a dog person. We've had two, and we've given them away within a year. And our dog, she's like, she's better trained than our children. She's mm. a well-behaved child that sheds. That's it. Mm. I swear to you, she does not go to the bathroom unless we give her a command. She there was a there was a crushed Pringle on the floor for three hours and she didn't eat it. She doesn't beg, wow. doesn't whine, doesn't bark, and she has over forty commands. So canine companions for independence. I believe when your children are five, you can apply. It has changed my life. I didn't know that a dog could be this awesome. I hey, had no clue. Hey Rachel, if anybody uh, could teach that dog to sign, it's you. Well, you know what she she does. She knows the signs now. So I can sign to her and she'll she'll follow the commands. But really, 40, awesome. 40 commands and Lucy, Lucy loves it because Lucy can tell, you know, the dog, she can tell her to pick something up for her and the dog picks it up and gives it to her. Lucy's in a wheelchair. Oh this my is genius. gosh, that's awesome. 
and she sleeps better at night. So I don't know if any of your kids have sleeping through the night issues. We, the dog will not jump on furniture unless we tell her to. You guys, it's like a machine. And by I'm telling not- her to, that's, that's done with your hands. No, well, w- I can, but we, all the commands we learned were spoken, but we've added signs for uh, Leah. So uh. if I say jump, the dog will jump on the bed, but she will never be on the bed unless we say that. And I'm telling you, we got this dog last year. It took us two weeks of training in Oceanside, California, and, uh, and we were on the waiting list for about nine months. And it's free. If your child has a disability, it is free to you. They're a, a nonprofit. Hmm. I'm serious. It's amazing. Um, it's- Lucy, she's never slept through the night for 12 years until we got her dog, Willow. Never. I had no idea. I get to we sleep sh- through the night. We like, should look this up. Right can, we, can we confirm that Down syndrome qualifies for that? It does. It does. Yes. It does. Yeah. Yes. If, you're, wow. if you're East Coast, it's uh, PAWS, P-A-W-S, or Canine Partners for Life, where you can look up uh, service dog uh, yeah. charities like that. And yep. it's, the same thing, it's the same thing you were talking about, Rachel, you know, with two-week training. Uh, yep. These dogs are uh, going through a training process already, and it's just a timing thing. And the stories are amazing. And in fact... I mean, just a total sidebar. You could go. You can even go there and just play with the dogs and help mm. them because they they need some playtime too, just to get comfortable with the process and understand those kind of things. Yeah. So, service dogs. All right, yeah, Rick, get us a connection. We need it. We that's that's a that's a topic right there. Seriously, it is so. Sure. Yep, yeah, definitely. Canine companions. We loved our experience with them too. And like I said, I I'm not a dog person. And so if you're thinking like, oh, we should get a dog for our family, don't just get a puppy. Don't just get a family dog. Really, if you qualify for a service dog, it will alter your child's life. Like that's Lucy's best friend now. It's her best friend. And it takes commands from her. Like she's, Lucy's empowered because she's like, oh, you know, like I actually have some say. I have some control. Anyway, total sidebar, but really fun. Really, really fun. (laughs) Great point. That is awesome. That's something I had. I mean, that was not even on my radar. Because yeah, if really I, I mean I'm gonna probably be forced to get a dog by my family sooner or later, and that would be so much better. Well, yeah, with pretty- with Lucy because she's a minor, they call it a skilled companion, at least through CCI. Um, so she doesn't ever control the dog because she's not 18 and can't be responsible for it. It does not go to school with her. Uh, but I'll tell you, she she had the best year of her life at school last year, and it's because she got to come home to her amazing dog every day. It it altered our life. It altered our family. I can't even tell you. I mean. Don't even have the words. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was going to bring it around and bring uh, it around. and talk of, and try and talk more specifically about special needs. Uh, yeah. I was going to actually read this section on your uh, on on your website. You know, I, I you know where where this is coming from is that you know all these children. Let me see. I'll just read it. Uh, sign language has given a voice. Uh, let me see. Has given a voice to many children with special needs who otherwise had difficulty communicating. Sign times help children of all abilities communicate better and clearer, including those with autism, apraxia, Down syndrome, spina bifida, ADD, ADHD, developmental delays, speech delays, language delays. Uh, been instrumental in unlocking the one sound of voice of many children. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, in, in, in Down syndrome, or at least this is how my wife explained it to me when we started this, was that, you know, uh, they generally speak later. And yeah. uh, this can allow you to have communication. This, we did this with our daughter as well because she spoke late and uh, she whined a lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, having her be able to ask a few questions was, was important. And then, uh, you know, some of our children, I meet them at the meetings, you know, they could be 10 or 12 and not really speaking very much yet. And, yeah. uh, you know, in that case, you know, those five or six years, that communication is, is a lifeline. It's learning. It's, you know, everything can be done that way that you, otherwise you'd just be waiting for that child to speak and it's just 
you know, a wonderful way to make that happen. Well, Mark, you, you nailed it. And, and again, this was not something that we anticipated. Lucy, at two, had no signs and no words. So her hands were in fists. This is my youngest with spina bifida and cerebral palsy. And her arms were tight and her head was thrown back and her, you know, her back was arched. And she had low tone in her face and tongue thrust, like all of these things going on. And her neurosurgeon and neurologist said she'll probably never learn to talk. And she will definitely never learn to sign. I mean, she has no fine motor skills. And, you know, if we gave her a test, she would fail. You're going to be hearing very soon that she's, you know, forever, forever mentally delayed. And I said, you know, I don't, I don't think that's accurate. I, I, I believe she's in there and that she has, you know, cognitive abilities, but she's just in an uncooperative body. Well, what happened was Lucy began communicating with Leah's language, American Sign Language. She started, it was difficult for her to control her body with her cerebral palsy, but it was a lot easier than coordinating everything that has to come together to, to say a word. And so at two, Lucy showed us her first sign. And I, I was so excited. I was like, you are in there. Like, I know you're in there. And I'm, you, you, you proved your doctors wrong. So for Lucy, the signs came first. And I don't know that I would have thought, we should sign with a child who has no fine motor skills. I, I probably wouldn't have. But Leah, Leah was born first, and Lucy was born into a, a signing environment, and she was able to use that skill to communicate first, and then she took her own sweet time developing speech, and it, it was just never a problem. What, what has been fascinating to me is that we, we have found that families who have children with Down syndrome are quicker to accept signing than families who have children that are deaf. Really? Oh, yeah. Now think about it. I mean, really. And families who have children with autism are quicker to adopt sign language than families who have a deaf child. Over and over and over. I mean, you guys, I do, I perform at buddy walks all over the country. Like, you know, I know that your families get me because I get you. I've put communication in your children's hands until they can talk. And like you said, some of them, some kids, th their speech may never develop or develop clearly. And so thank heavens you have those signs. Um, families who have children with Down syndrome get signing time. We have had a very difficult time breaking in to the market for deaf children. For families they, who have deaf children. You think that they children. have something, you know, uh, maybe that's, I don't know, more specific to deaf children that they use, they just use a different a different method? No. Or? no, it's not what it is. Like, this is this is so fast. Because I've, I've looked at this. It's been 12 years going, what is going on? Families who have children who are deaf, so hearing parents with deaf children, their concern is, I want my child to speak. If I sign with them, they might not talk. Where oh. I think your, your family's concerns are, I want to communicate with my child. And that's the accurate concern. It's really what families who have deaf children want too, but they're confused. They think that, they're confused because speech is a skill. They don't real. They say, "I want my child to talk," and I say, "No, you don't. You want your child to communicate. You want not just not just through speech. They collapse speech and communication. Where you, where your family say, I want to communicate with my child. I want them to be able to communicate with me, and I want to do it as early as possible. And so it actually that conversation about I want my child to talk. You said you were told they may never speak, or they'll probably be delayed. And so it's like, great. Let what what's what can, I, what can I do? And it's sign language is the answer. It, it shows up like a different question for some reason. 
when you have a deaf child. Families feel like they're selling out on their deaf child ever speaking if they teach them to sign. It's it's really weird. So I, I mean, guess, I, get I guess it, their plan is that the child is going to learn to read lips. That the child is going to learn to talk. Well, to I mean, say how, words. How, okay, but then how are they going to talk to the child? Thank you. And how are they going to learn a, a listen to spoken language like English if they don't have a first language to learn it with because they can't hear a listen to spoken to language. Right. It doesn't make sense, but the reaction is, oh my gosh, my child is deaf. I want them to be able to talk. And it gets in the way of families choosing sign language early on. It really does when, they are, when their child is deaf. Wow. That's, yeah. um, that's crazy, crazy sad. That's <laughs> wicked sad. <laughs> wicked I'm sure. Sad. Yeah. Well, it is because it's like, what? You should be running to sign language and you give your yeah. child every tool. If sign, you know, signing will work for them, it, there's, it's, you know, people say, well, sign language is a crutch. And I say, well, when you break your leg, you're really grateful for crutches. And when your leg is healed, you don't hold on to that crutch because it was so awesome to have, you know, like you use it as long as you need it. If your child develops speech, then maybe you don't use sign anymore. But if they never develop speech, how are you going to communicate with them? Mm. So, for us, we just said, well, it's obvious. Her, her hands work. Her eyes work. Um, she can't hear anything. We can learn something new. Let's sign with Leah. That's, that was our perspective. But, but yeah, yeah. I, I get lots of love. I get lots of love from families who have kids with Down syndrome and who have autism. And just, you know, there's nothing there for them other than just gratitude and love. You know, you find I feel those like that people. message starts that way, too. Like having a kid with Down syndrome, the first things you get when you start reaching out for the support is, you know, you, you want to have the sign with the speech and everything works together and one yeah. comes before the other but it all everything you know fosters each other so I feel like that message is out there but I guess it's not out there for everybody yeah well it, part of it's the cochlear implant debate too it's like your child should only speak and that sign language will cause some delay which every baby every single baby signs before they speak they put their hands right. in the air to be picked up they wait they sign bye-bye and they point to things and those are all signs and it has never d delayed their speech. If they have a speech delay, it's not from sign language. It's from speech delays. Speech yeah. delays really do delay speech. It's just a crazy thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think our moms uh, are usually pretty powered up too. You know, they want. Yeah. They, you know, they're reaching out for resources. They're you know they're 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 getting advice from other moms. They're connected. And, you know, when they ask around, this is this is a product that worked. So, yeah. you know, we're all pretty happy with it. Well, thank you, guys. Like, I love, I love that, you're, that so many families are signing with us. I love that signing time is one of the first resources that's, that is suggested to families when they find out that their child has Down syndrome or their first ultrasound. It's like, oh, guess what? You want signing time. You want, and, and from the very beginning, it was important to me to make sure that every possible kind of child was represent, represented in signing time and you might you might not notice I mean you'll notice children with Down syndrome but there are kids with trachs you know there are things there are kids with cochlear implants kids with hearing aids there are kids with um, you know dynamic ankle foot orthotics you know braces on their legs and crutches we it was important to me to show examples of real children, the real children in your communities, so that families have the opportunity to have uh, opportunity to have those conversations in their own home too. Like, wow, how come that girl's in a wheelchair? Well, that's a good question. Or how come they look different? Well, that's a great question. Um, but it's that's always been important to me because 
when look, when we go out, you know, we're signing and pushing a wheelchair and we've got a service dog. People <laughs> stare, you know. <laughs> and, and I'm used to it. And you, you know, got that I'm, tape on your fingers and the orange yes. sweatshirt on. I mean Yes, I'm like a it's like parking cones. I'm like a walking parking cone, right? In the orange. <laughs> but you know, not everyone has I try to be very graceful with people, um, whether or not they, you know, they don't necessarily know us from signing time. But you see kids go, why is she in a wheelchair? Or, you know, and I, oh, that's such a great question. And I know it, it takes some time sometimes to get there, to like get that chip off the shoulder. Like, stop staring at me. Oh, we kids, just want to you know, be kids ask, they ask just such direct questions. Sure. It's hard to be yeah. mad at them, but they just, you know, they, they just say things like that right in front of people that you just like, ah. Yeah, and it takes some time, you know, to sort of, my favorite though is I had a kid who asked me, was Lucy born in a wheelchair? And I thought, oh my gosh, can you imagine? You're dilated to 20, to your rim, it's a rim. <laughs> it's, they actually yeah. lay track, right. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. But yeah, some great, and so we just laugh, no matter what anyone asks, I just laugh and say, what a great question. It sounds like you're wondering why Lucy's in a wheelchair, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm sure you're we, good we at it. I'm sure that. you're definitely good at it. <laughs> hey, uh, I was going to bring things around to uh, Rachel and the Tree Schoolers. Yeah. I want to hear about this. I love Rachel and the Tree Schoolers. It's, I got it's, a very cute five-year-old who'd love to be in it. I'm just kidding. Oh, do you? Do you? Well, I well. think you should include a child with Down syndrome or some sort of child with special needs. Absolutely. So that, uh, you know, I don't know if you're going to have different characters. Oh, it's going to be animated. I can tell by the picture. So, yeah, part of it's animated, and then clearly it's Rachel and the Tree Schoolers. So that's me. We really looked at what's next after signing time. So signing time teaches a, a English and American Sign Language vocabulary. You know, we teach over 800 signs. There's 26 episodes of signing time. There's four episodes of baby signing time. Baby signing time teaches the first 100 signs an infant or toddler is going to need. Like I said, potty time. And these are all .com as well. You know, babysigningtime.com, signingtime.com, pottytime.com. Potty time is potty training. And as we really looked like, what would be next? What would serve the families who love what we do is a preschool curriculum. So I, I'm the, I'm like, Mary Poppins meets Mother Nature. Um, and I don't have to wear orange or tape my fingers the whole time. It's kind of cool. I get to change clothes. Um, and of course, the, the concept, it's a, it is a curriculum-based preschool in 12 episodes. And we deliver in 12, 30-minute episodes the same content that you get in a year of preschool. Really, so twelve episodes, like, thirty awesome. minutes. Scissors yeah. and taking turns and wicked, wicked awesome. Yes, we <laughs> <laughs> we do it through layered learning, and just like signing time, as you you guys have seen, we teach a number of things at once. You see a cat, you see the sign for cat, you hear the word cat, and you see the word cat on the screen, and so it makes that all connect, and then you keep it in your long term memory forever. And then we add music to that, and you're just it's toast. You, you won't forget it. I'm sorry, you won't forget the silly pizza song, right? You just won't. So. It's, it's that concept with Rachel and the Tree Schoolers that we're, it's active learning. So, so our shows, most television shows are passive learning. Your child just watches, just watches. You know, they're not interactive. Signing time and the shows that we create are active. They are watching and they're signing. And the grown-ups watching, they're signing too most of the time. If you come in, I know, you're signing with me. It's true. And um, Rachel and the Tree Schoolers works the same way. There's sign language. There's, there's we teach values, being kind to others. Um, we teach the basic math concepts. It is based on a PhD researched curriculum. And then we do it through, through with how we do everything with magic and music and movement and fun. So it's what's next is Rachel and the tree schoolers. Very exciting. 
So yeah. I just uh, I just completed my thirty-five dollar backing. I'm oh, hoping, yay! Uh, wait, uh, wait, hang. <laughs> shh, I'm hoping to hear the ding on your end. Oh. On my, it says, I just, not kidding, it says, I, it says, Rachel, you have a new backer. Because I, no one knows, Mark Owens, you did, Mark. So I want to know if I can get my digital copy on my iPad, or do I have to watch it on a computer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yep, yes, that'll all be looked at. So no one knows what you're talking about, though, Mark, and thank you for backing us. I'm just setting you up, Rachel, so you could tell us all about Oh, there you go. So with, with Rachel and the Tree Schoolers, we created the first episode as a pilot, and we shopped it around. And you guys, I've sat in every executive, like, big network office you can imagine, signing times on PBS. We have signing time music videos that air on Nick Jr., like, today. It's there. It's not that we aren't connected or we don't know who to talk to. Um, we shopped Rachel and the Tree Schoolers around, and, and we were told, what we were told was signing time as well, that the products we make are just too darn educational for children, what they could they couldn't have That's used that video. exact phrase. They must have danced around it right. a little bit. No, no, nope. In fact, when we when we delivered the first thirteen episodes of Signing Time, they asked us to cut the content in half for the second series. You're teaching too much. It's too much for kids. And now and now you've ratted them out. I know, but it's kind of tricky because <laughs> you can't really bite the hand that feeds you. So anyway. You know, I mean, like, we, we do have signing time on public television. We do have it on Nick Jr. And it's not about, really, if you turn on your television, television for children is kind of like fast food. Kids love it, but that doesn't mean it's very good for them. There are very few grown-ups. There are very few adult role models. There's no Mr. Rogers for our generation of children. There's the, where are the grown-ups? Where are the human beings? Um, there aren't very many children in the shows either. There are no live human beings. And this is all, it all has to do with like um, being able to dub it into other languages and make money. So it's very difficult to dub human beings. Animation and puppets, really easy. So you can, you can shoot your animation or your puppets and then dub it in Chinese and Spanish and Japanese and send it all over the world and make a lot more money. Um, but what's the impact on our children and on these viewers? Really? I mean, turn on preschool age television and you'll see cartoons that may or may not look human at all that mostly yell at each other. Like they, when they speak to each other, it's in a very loud kind of annoying shriek, you know, like they, they're yelling to communicate. What is being modeled really isn't communication and it's, it's interesting what's happening in children's television and I just don't know if people are aware of it. Like I don't know that parents... Um, are aware of it? Are uh, you have you noticed any of that or no? Well, I mean, I'll be honest. We we rarely just turn on the television and watch preschool television and just see what's on. It's always some sort of like you know, it's on Netflix streaming or okay, it's good. on the iPad and it's it's episode by episode. And my kids almost never see commercials. Yeah, and and you know what? In in a way, it's really great the way that technology is changing that we can make those choices. We can say. Yeah, I'm not going to even watch commercials, let alone commercialized television that's just created to sell backpacks. Now, there's nothing wrong with selling backpacks. They need to make money to create the shows that they're making. But every time you buy a product that has a character on it, you're basically voting for that TV show. Now, Signing Time, we've never had products like that. We've had DVDs. All the things that we make have been education-based. And we've been told, you need puppets. You need, you need something. You need a toy. And I'm like, no, we're not going to make a Rachel doll. That's just creepy. You know, and so... <laughs> But, but it's how children's television works. So you have networks 
they don't want independently produced shows. They want them developed internally because they can make more money if they develop it internally. So there's really no interest in an independently show that's produced in a way that's not created to make even more money by dubbing it in other languages with live human beings acting in it, modeling appropriate behavior and communication skills. Like it's just not in, it's not in the big machine for a show yeah. like ours to be accepted. I, so, got I, I hear you. My daughter is really into people. She doesn't like the character shows with the yeah. cartoons and stuff. And mm -hmm. so like her, so like a show similar to, to this with a person is like High Five. And she loved this show called High Five. It's on TV. But mm -hmm. in other languages, if you go into like uh, YouTube, I mean, they have different people. So they'd have to find a new Rachel like for yeah. other languages or something like that to it, put yes. in different places. So that makes it... Yep. Tough. Or, I, you, I or you have to sort out dubbing it into you know, like trying to match the voices, you know, like they do in like Japan animation stuff. Covering it up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what we, we finally did, um, so we made the pilot and 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 we're like, this is really important though, because the way that, that television is going, like I know people value what we do. I know they love what we bring. I know they trust us. It's made by moms. Like we're not gonna show something dangerous or you know you trust us, we we write the music, this is a family business. Um, and I really wasn't sure what to do. We were, we were most of the way through episodes two and three, and I just said, I don't think we can financially do this. We, you guys, we, we've never had investors or backers or corporate money. Um, we've taken out, like we've used credit cards and taken loans. Nobody is interested in independently produced children's television. It's not financially lucrative. It's not. Investors have said, I would make more money investing in life insurance policies than giving you guys money to make these shows. But I'm like, you're not investing in us. You're investing in children. You're investing <laughs> in a generation of yeah. human beings who need Look to... Look at the power of this. Yeah. I know. And so yeah. it's been so frustrating where corporations say, well, sorry, you know, you, you sign and we're not interested in marketing to a deaf audience. And I'm like, you don't get this. It's everybody. And then, Thank you. And we go to corporations who do market to a deaf audience and they go, well... You sign, but you're singing and speaking. You're not deaf enough for us to put money toward. We have the only, all we have are the signing time families who love what we do. And so really I sat there and said, what are we going to do? And I have some friends that I met through signing time. And they said, Rachel, people love what you do and they appreciate what you bring to the market. You yeah. don't need a big network. You don't need an investor. Bring it to Kickstarter. And so if you go to kickstarter.com, it's, it's fairly new. It's a couple of years old. Creators can bring projects there and, and just throw it out to the crowd. And it's called crowdfunding. And if people want it, they become a backer. So you go to kickstarter.com, search Tree Schoolers. We have a 30-day campaign. And right now we've got, uh, I think, 11 days left. And you can choose a reward. You're not an investor. It's not a tax write-off. It's just straight out. You say, I think this is a good idea. I think this should be available to this generation of children. I like Rachel Coleman. I don't know, whatever. And you choose the reward that works for you. So there's everything from, you know, $25 on up to $10,000. You want a Rachel concert? Okay. Well, we were talking about that before he got on. The yeah. Rachel concert. Yeah. 6500 bucks. <laughs> that's, that's what I, that's what I do. <laughs> That's, we were gonna make it. We were gonna make a Kickstarter just to raise enough money to have you guys come to like our buddy walk or something. You guys, that's awesome. so awesome. Um, <laughs> you know, I thought people don't know what that costs. Really, that's what it, that's what that's what they pay for a buddy walk. It is. But, that no, is. It, it's it, not inflated. Yeah. There's one. I mean, I just I just became a backer, but I get to be honest. One of my motivators was that I was going to get the episodes. 
Exactly. So in but essence, I, I was I was pre-purchasing in, in yes. some way as well. Okay. So what happened is this. So we said, all right, we need $50,000 to finish two and three. That would be the minimal goal. Clearly, we can make the whole series for, for $500,000. But keep that may sound like crazy. That's a lot of money. Most children's television shows make two episodes on a budget of $500,000. We're talking about 12 because I don't charge for writing songs. I don't charge for recording the songs. I don't charge when I'm on set. I've had the same salary for seven years. Whether I'm singing, signing, writing songs, or, you know, it's not, we don't have the overhead like a network has. We don't have it. I, I didn't I think it get, sounded like a lot at all, to be honest. Oh, really? Awesome. Okay, I, yeah, well, maybe I have a different view than most people, but, you know, it, it, it <laughs> I, didn't sound like a lot. I know that stuff costs millions of dollars. Yeah. It does. It costs millions of dollars. And, and most popular children's television shows, it takes five years before they ever get a penny back, but it's because it costs them millions of dollars. I think about that so that's when. Why they have uh, to when make- Things oh. that they sell too. Thank you. It's just the big. It's the big machine. So what we did is we we put it out on Kickstarter. We launched the campaign. We said, look, for you know, you'll get episodes two and three. If we hit fifty thousand, you'll you'll you can choose the reward you want. And if we fund any additional episodes, each episode will be additional fifty thousand dollars. If you've backed at twenty five dollars, we're going to give you those other episodes that get funded. No, so it's all sold we, out. <laughs> what? The twenty five dollar ones are all gone. Well, those are early birds. You snooze. I was birds. not an early bird. Darn it. You were not. So the $35 is the same as the 25 but the 25s are gone. So basically, here's the gist. If people share it, it's crowdfunding. Okay, so you spread the word. You bring five people. You bring five people. And by the end of the campaign, for $35, you could have basically pre-purchased 12 episodes of Rachel and the Tree Schoolers if we hit the, the half a million dollar mark. You'll get all 12. Did you, did you get that from reading it or no? I did. Did you I mean, understand? Oh, yeah. That? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. But, but oh, yeah. I'm taking a risk in that if I could fund it and only three could get done. But I'm you're okay with that. A, at 35 bucks, you're guaranteed three. We've already yeah. hit the goal. Right. So right now, we hit the $50,000. That means you get your rewards and we get the money. If we didn't hit it, no one gets anything. Okay, it's all or nothing. So we hit the 50. It means, yay, everybody who backed it is guaranteed their rewards from us. We get to finish the shows and we'll deliver whichever things you picked. But if we go above and beyond, my goal wasn't 50000 That was minimal. It was like, you know, let's finish these shows and get the word out what, what's going on here. And so if we crowd, you crowdfund, you get the word out to the crowd and the crowd shows up at 35 bucks, 35 bucks, 30 and, and some other ones. Like we have, your kid can be in our show. You can choose that. I'm opening at $100,000. I'm opening up more spots because we're going to need more kids because at $100,000, we're making episode four. Now we've almost hit that. We've almost reached. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think it's a great. Okay. I think I think you're gonna you're gonna put those advertising executives and those and those uh, TV executives out of a job, and it's awesome. Well, Good. it's like it's like changing. going viral. You know, when you when someone goes viral on YouTube and they're like, oh, we should sign them. So yeah, if we hit the five hundred thousand dollar mark in the next eleven days, people will notice and they'll say, oh, they're not going to notice. Look, Rachel Coleman made a great new show. They're going to notice. Parents care. Parents yeah. care about the content that their children watch. Parents actually do choose education. They, you may not as a network, but parents do. And I think that's the message more than anything. I mean, I'm, you know, we, we have one, two, and three. They're almost done. Or two and three are almost done. We're about to green light number four in this campaign when we hit 100,000. Um, you know, my gut says, I don't know. I don't want to throw it out there. But I, I have in my mind what will happen. But it would take something. It'll really take some critical 
mass to hit 500,000. We need to reach six to 7,000 human beings that become backers in the next 11 days. Well, we're going to put it on our website, and our website gets thousands and thousands of hits. No, uh, I'm just kidding. You guys. <laughs> it'll, it'll help a little bit, maybe. I don't know. But, but you guys, the connections you have, like you said, when your wives, the moms tell other moms, they, they take an action. It is how Signing Time started. And so it's this actually the same format, but Kickstarter is a platform that is an answer for us, that people can say, this is important, back it, and tell five people to do the same. That will make the difference. We have over 1,200 backers right now. If each of them brought five people in the next 11 days, we would be able to fund 12 episodes. And basically, if that happened for your $35 back, you know, your $35 reward, you'll get all 12 digital episodes as they're done. We're going to have a relationship for years. As we complete these episodes, I'll be sending them to you. You know, you'll have new content for your kids every time we wrap a show, which is kind of cool. So, you know, I'm picturing another situation where you maybe you don't reach the entire goal, but then, you know, once people see them, then I would imagine it could kind of get reopened back up again. You know, it is possible. I've already had people say, will you launch another Kickstarter if you don't reach the goal? And I say, well, let's just really rock and roll on this one. It, it is, it's... It takes something like it, it took two months of planning for the Kickstarter and we could have used more. It, you know, mo many Kickstarters fail. They never even get close to goal. Um, when they do reach goal, they're lucky to get an additional 10%. So already we've done something extraordinary. We've already like accomplished something huge. We're about to reach 200% funding and that we keep having people come and, and back the project. Um, some of the key things, like I said, at a, at the at a hundred thousand dollars and one hundred fifty thousand, all those fifty thousand dollar marks, we are opening up opportunities for more kids to be in our shows. And I know that's what people really want, and I want to film your kids, um, but it actually helps propel us to the next episode number as well, like reaching the next goal. So that's something people are pulling for. They really, I, I think, um, we sold twenty of those spots. We had twenty rewards for your kid in our show. I've easily had I don't even know thirty people contact me, you know, message me and say, please open up more. You know, I've got twins. Please open up. I want to get this for my three grandkids. Um, Family so, speak, like you said, right? That's what they yeah, want. Yeah, and it is. It's going to be word of mom and word of dad. It, if For us to hit that big goal, it's going to take everybody standing up and saying, this does matter and we can make a difference. And, and voting, like, yep, there's no Rachel doll. There's no Rachel backpack. This is the opportunity for people to vote for the products that we make. If we we've said if we've made a difference for you and your children, please back this and you will make it you will be a part of making a difference for more children for the next generation. All right. Yeah. And what's cool though, episode 4, it will actually say brought to you by you. Yeah. It's not yeah, it's not Rachel and the Tree Schoolers brought to you by the makers of Signing Time. Episode 4 will be fully crowdfunded funded by people who want it and we're and so yeah from then anything that's funded through kickstarter four five six through twelve um it will say brought to you by you and i will know that you is me yeah you is you it's uh -huh. you <laughs> uh -huh. you're following that all righty um well uh does you guys have any questions before we move to moments no, i just want to say thank you for what you're doing and oh, i'm sorry did you go ahead, go ahead. You're making, you know, it's, an, it's a communication thing and you're improving communication for the kids and for the parents. And I feel like I'm a better parent now that I have those signs with my daughter. I have a son that's 10 months old and, um, you know, he doesn't have Down syndrome, but he's learning the signs just as early, you know, and it's, it, it's great from uh, yeah. him communicating with his sister 
and you know, parent to child. And I think you know everybody benefits from this. So thank you it for does. that. It does. It does. It's actually what you said is perfect. It's actually television that you can feel good about. Um, I can't tell you how many parents have said that. They say, my kids don't watch TV, but they watch this. Or, you know, I don't feel guilty when I put them in front of it because I know they're learning a second language and they're using their fine motor skills. You know, like it's, it is making a difference. You watch your child learn. Most of the time you don't see that happen. In our shows, you actually watch as your child acquires new skills. It, there is evidence that they are learning something when they watch our shows. And that's, that's what I love. Like I said, for me... It is about making a difference for families who have children with disabilities because that's who we are. I'm a family who has children with disabilities. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, it's really fun. I'll, I'll send you guys some, um, some clips, too, because... Hi, I'm Rachel. Oh, hang on. Awesome. Oh, oh, I click oh, play oh, on the website. You're watching it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. that song for 12 years. It's oh, so there. time for a new song. Oh, and I'm going to play it in a minute. <laughs> I'll pause that, but yeah, that's on the website, and we're going to leave a link so you can watch that. Yeah. Great. Yeah. All right, so what we normally so do I, next... I, I oh, go ahead. Question. Sorry. Uh, well, you, you sort of answered it, but but I am I am very um, averse to having my children watch TV. Yeah. So, uh, especially for the baby signing times and, and, totally. and very young. Yep. Uh, my son is... is only two and my daughter's five so mm -hmm. obviously they watch a little bit of tv but but prior to you know two years old really we didn't let them watch tv mm -hmm. at all and so how do you how do you you know sell or justify the baby signing times for for the young kids because i mean you know the ama or whoever yep. recommends not watching tv until they're two years old or, or some yep. group some medical yes. group Yep, I got it. So yeah, there there have been, you know, announcements gone out that said do not let your child watch TV before they're two. And um, shortly after that, there was another one that came out that said actually most television is inappropriate. You know, like you shouldn't let them watch it. But there are a couple of shows, and they actually listed ours. And it is the difference is passive and active viewing. So no, you're not going to put your two-year-old in front of SpongeBob, right? You're not. There are things you're just not going to do. Your two-year-old, and it's really up to a parent. I say, no, I don't put a three-month-old in front of baby signing time. I have the parents watch it, and then the parents sign with the child. Your five-year-old could watch baby signing time, and then she'd reinforce the signs with your baby until you feel comfortable putting your baby in front of a television. And when you do feel comfortable putting your baby in front of a television, I promise you, you'll feel much better about putting them in front of something that I make, I promise you, than something that then's just on TV. I mean, there's even even very, very popular baby shows that claim to increase IQ by showing random images and hearing random words and listening oh, to yeah, classical music Einstein, clinked yeah. out. <clears throat> or yeah. baby Mozart or whatever. <laughs> yes, yes, the classical music clinked out on a music box. And, and then you believe, what, you're supposed to think your child's IQ is going to improve. Like I said, when your child watches our shows, they acquire a new skill. It is not, mm -hmm. it's not regular television what we do. It's not at all. And when, we, when you watch Rachel and the Tree Schoolers, you said you have a five-year-old? Is yeah. that right? Yep. Your five-year-old will be running around the house singing photosynthesis, and, it, and she'll sing to you what photosynthesis is and how it works. She will sing to you 
um, the water cycle. What is a cloud? She'll sing tiny, tiny, tiny bits of ice floating, floating, floating all around. I mean, she will explain to you what is a cloud, what is thunder, and what is lightning through music. And the way that we teach, we actually teach children how to learn in Rachel and the Tree Schoolers, how to learn new things and how to keep what they learned forever. So as a parent, I say it is up to you. Where, when do you feel comfortable putting your child in front of a TV? That's, of course, up to you. And I can honestly say, as a content producer, when you do choose to put a young child in front of the television, you, you can feel good about putting them in front of my shows. I'm a mom first. I'm a creator second. And everything that I create, it's from a mom's perspective. I could just teach a child the different objects in the kitchen, but I teach them how to set the table correctly. I could teach them the objects in the room, but I teach them the importance of putting their toys away and their shoes away so they can find them tomorrow. I you know, teach manners. I, we, there are very few shows that include values. We do teach being kind to others, that people are different, that it's important to, you know, to be kind to each other and to connect and communicate and understand. That's the heart of our show. I don't know many other shows that are created from there. I, I don't. So, like I said, it's up to you when you feel comfortable. And you will feel comfortable with us. <laughs> I promise. You will. I, I mean, yesterday sure. I got an email from a mom who said, I don't let my children watch television. I only let them watch your shows. And, and I get those all the time. You know, choose wisely. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Does that answer it? Does that help? Sure, absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. But older siblings, they're they're awesome. You know, they can watch it and then they teach the younger one. Or if it's a first child and you, you know, I don't put babies in front of TVs, no way. And sometimes people send me pictures of their four-month-old in front of the TV. And, you know, for me as a mom, that's not something I would do. But I think if you're going, if you are the parent who's going to put an infant in front of the television, if they're going to do it anyway, I'd rather have them watching my shows. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's the best I can give to, to a child who is going to be plunked in front of a TV at, you know, three months of age. Make sense? Now yep. I feel bad, Jason, because I sent you the I sent you the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your wife was probably like, "What is he sending us?" <laughs> we don't we don't no, watch no. this. No, no. Oh. But it's oh, a good question because it's there. Like when you have medical professionals saying, "Don't do this," you listen to that, and it is smart. I, you know, it. Some, sometimes I think it's, it, it, I don't know that, that it's been taken too far. I think it was for the people who were putting their newborns in front of the TV to entertain them. It was like, no, do, but I don't think we, this group of parents right here, needed to be told that, hey, it's a really bad idea to stick your newborn in front of a television. It would be better if they had face-to-face -face interaction with a live human being. Agreed, right? And I get, like, there is an age range, you know, there's a point as a parent where you feel comfortable and it's different for every parent and it may be different for that child based on their development. I, I, baby signing time is, is really for toddlers. It's for three, you know, two to three and whenever you feel comfortable. All right. Got it. All right. Have we got anything else? Hmm. We really have um, trouble staying under an hour. <laughs> Each time I say, oh, we're going to be over in like 40 minutes. Now, can, I plug, can I plug the websites? Can I just, sure. Can I, sure. Well, no, we're not, we're not closing out. We got, we got one more oh. little thing that we do uh, okay. where we do our, uh, our moments of the week. 
uh, where, you know, we each, and of course we, we did just record the other night, but uh, we each just say something that we, you know, kind of happened with us between us and our child that was kind of like a special moment. Hmm. Uh, awesome. So now, of course, you, we do this more frequently, so you always got to think of one, but you, you can choose them for an entire lifetime. Hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll go first if you want. Uh, go so, for it, yeah. You guys got one? Because it has been pretty pretty recent. Yeah, my moment is, I, I guess, uh, my it's kind of related to this. So two, one, one from my daughter, one from my son. Uh, so Kayla, uh, you know, she's big into asking lots of questions. And I think, uh, you know, the tie into the sign is a lot of times she'll come to me ask me or demand something and I had and the please sign comes out all the time so uh, mm-hmm. that that is and then she rephrases the question and adds please to the end uh, and then uh, today so uh, not a specific situation because it happens regularly so uh, I just thought that's something that we do and how we continue to use sign in our in everything we do in our lives with her and then also my son is now 10 months you know the, the basic stuff with the milk and everything um, more and and stop is the big one now though because he's getting he's more mobile so stop and he sees it and he knows it and uh, you know up to uh, you know three hours ago well, I was giving him the stop sign so uh, I don't know that's that's just uh, something that it's amazing it's so powerful and just this tool is is awesome so I hope everybody takes advantage of it have have you told him the sign for go get me another beer yet <laughs> oh man. <laughs> As soon as he's, as soon as he can get to that space in the walker, I think we'll be good to go. It's it's yeah. rough when they gotta crawl. You gotta you got you, you gotta tie a rag to the you know to the refrigerator handle. He's doing like a zombie crawl right now, which is hysterical. <laughs> I gotta send you guys a video of it. No, no legs involved, just like arms dragging across the floor, <laughs> like so, an army crawl. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Mm, all right, all right. What do you got, Jason? You got a good beach story or something? I got a plane right now, so maybe you should go. <laughs> All right. While a while a you know seven 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 is flying over Jason's house, uh, I was trying to pick. I was just going to remember the 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 signs that Luke still uses, and uh, for some reason, bird really stuck with him. So we have a bird feeder outside of our uh, kind of breakfast nook area, and he's always doing the the bird because he thinks it's funny. And then of course when wait, he wait 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 uh, say as in the animal he's signing. Bird, tweet, tweet, right? Because <laughs> right. yeah. he really hates uh, birds, right? <laughs> Owen's family. <laughs> Sorry. No, not the not. Los Angeles freeway bird. No, this is, the, this is the little one where you're holding up to your face and you're making a little Pac-Man. With the, I always thought of it as a little Pac-Man. Uh, and, of course, he does like like, like you do, um, Rick, when, when he's uh, uh, being emphatic. He will sign more when, of course, you're trying to take him away from something that he wants to keep doing. Uh, uh, emphatically. So yeah, and please, we see once in a while, not not as often. And milk, I think. Um, but no, they've they've mainly dropped off. I was gonna list my moment as uh, they're up visiting both my parents and uh, my wife's brother. And uh, Luke has a cousin uh, named Joseph with who also has Down syndrome. And uh, they had some special times together. I got sent some some nice pictures of them kind of hanging out and playing together. And then when I talked to Luke over the Skype, he was kind of talking about Joseph. And uh, uh, that was kind of special to have them say so share that, I suppose. Um, but that, you know, they kind of I'm hoping that they'll have a special bond moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that, so kind of our whole family has that kind of exposure. So, um, and they're there together now. We got some good pictures. All right, Jason, is the plane landed yet? 
it's it's gone. I think I have like three minutes between between planes here. <laughs> nice <laughs> to check the monitor at your get like the like the like the airline website at your house. Yeah, we've we've only got one uh one runway here in San Diego, but it's very efficient. So. All right. Um, moments I don't know. Hard for me to say. I, I, napping on the couch with my daughter was a pretty good one. Oh yeah, that is a good <laughs> um, one. But, um, you know, I, I'm going to go with um, Dexter. I think Friday morning um, we were eating breakfast and um, he was sitting there eating with a fork, you know, eating eggs with a fork and had toast and he was just, you know, not throwing things and not. I was not afraid that the plate was going to go flying on the floor or the cup was going to go across the room. And it was just, I, I realized, like, wow, he's, you know, really growing up. And he's growing up, yeah. It's awesome. sad in a way. You're going to miss those eggs on the floor. Oh, no. Never. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is one of the best things I've Oh, uh, great. Self-help yeah, skills. Awesome. Really yeah. Yeah. Teach them the things that make you happier, and a happier dad is a happier child. <laughs> well, that's Superman. I love. Yeah, breakfast. that's great. All right, you getting the you getting the hang of this, Rachel? You got a good. Uh, I think I think I've got the hang of it. So do I get two, right? Because I've got Leah and you Lucy. You get as many as you, you get as many as you want. Oh, oh, wow, yay! So actually, last night um, I was getting Lucy ready for bed, and like I said, she's thirteen. We're kind of snuggling up, and I, I said, Lucy, what what is the hardest part? for you about having spina bifida and she she looked at me like I was crazy actually and she's like mom there's nothing hard about it my life is awesome and I just started laughing I was like you know there are able-bodied adults who wouldn't even answer that question that way so that was a that was like that was a great parenting moment just going you know what I love the context that my kids have for their disabilities. And it's not about their disability. It's about who they are, you know, and their experiences they have. That's awesome. Um, I, I'm, I'm a little afraid of the teenage daughter phase, which I'm about three years away from. So, you know, you know you've, you've given me hope. I, no, I was worried, but I'm, I'm telling you, my girls are really easy. I don't know. They're just so fun to be with and they adore each other. Like we don't have that crazy sibling stuff, but, um, and then with Leah, man, there's, it's, you know, 16 years of just extraordinary experiences with her. Um, just wait till they start driving. That That's pretty intense. Oh. And when they're deaf and they're driving, that's really intense, let's just say. Because I'm like, I, don't sign to me. Pull over. Let you know. That's probably a good one. <laughs> right. Yeah. My wife she, hates when I look at her and talk <laughs> while I'm driving. She can't stand it. I know she ran. She's running a stop sign, and I'm signing stop, stop, and I'm like yelling at the same time. But you know, and I'm signing it hard, like this, you know, like stop, stop, stop. And she's like, what? And I'm like, okay, go, you know. And she goes through, and I say pull over, and she pulls over, and then I'm signing to her. I'm like, if I say stop, you have to stop. And she's like, but mom, I'm not supposed to slam on the brakes. I'm like, if I'm yelling stop, you slam on the brakes. You know, she because she's realizing. I guess dad said. You know, you don't don't hit the brakes hard. It's not good for the car. But um, ex ex we should film it. Actually, I should film driving with my sixteen-year-old deaf daughter. <laughs> oh. It would be a reality series. But but better than that, kind of on a sweet ending. Um, you know, when Leah started high school, and she's mainstreamed as well and has an interpreter. She, as she met some new friends, um, she came home one day. She said, "You know, I had some friends, and I was kind of explaining to them what it's like to be deaf." And and one of them said, you know, I'm really sorry that you're deaf. I feel, I re I feel really sorry for you. 
And Leah said, don't feel sorry for me because I'm deaf. She's like, I mean, it makes me who I am. That's like saying you feel sorry for, you know, me because I have brown hair. She's like, it's, it's just a part of who I am and it makes me who I am and it's nothing, nothing to be sad about or feel sorry about. Well, I hate to prolong this, but this, this is a topic we talked about just the other night was, you know, would, you know, would we cure our children or, or remove the Down syndrome if we could, mm. you know? And, and right now, if you had the choice of a new medical procedure, would you do it? Probably mm. you would, I suppose, but it would, it would be a bit of a deep question, wouldn't it? Well, and curing is a different thing. I mean, there are cochlear implants, and Leah does have one. She chose to have a cochlear implant when she was seven, and so she loves she loves it. She's a drummer, and she loves to sing, but she's not a great singer, but she loves to sing, and she speaks really well, and she can hear really well when she has it on, and we sign all the time. So I've felt like it, it wasn't about curing her deafness. It was about giving her as many tools as possible. And then it's the same with Lucy. Lucy had fetal surgery for spina bifida when I was 22 weeks along. It wasn't about curing her spina bifida, but it was about doing everything we could to give her the best chance at surviving her birth and having a great life and impacting her brain in a positive way. So I wouldn't take away Leah's deafness and I wouldn't take away Leah's, or Lucy's spina bifida and cerebral palsy. I would never, I mean, like, the life that we have and the people we've reached and the children whose lives we've touched, I would, uh, we would have none of that if Leah was hearing. None of it. Like, there, you know? That, that's, a, so, that's about the same conclusion we came to was, you know, yeah. the thought was there's some research now for some, you know, some drugs that'll improve cognition. And, you know, that's, that's where we came to. We, you know, we want, to, we want our yeah. kids to have, you know, all the options, all the possibilities that they possibly can. Yeah, all the tools and obviously set them up for, but... Uh, yeah, it, it is interesting. I mean, it's. It, we, I think about it all the time. If we took out of our lives all the people that we've met because Leah is deaf, and we took the you know eraser and took out all the people in our lives that we've met because of Lucy's disabilities, um, you know, this isn't the life I expected. Mm-hmm. It's not what I anticipated. And my my vision of my life lacked imagination. That's for sure. You know, <laughs> it really. It lacked imagination. I thought I'd be a really great soccer mom with two really well-behaved kids, and that'd be it. But I've been able to do so much more and become, just as a human being, uh, just so much more. Like, mm. That's you know, an adventure. So, so much more. It's an adventure. You never know where it's going to end. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, there's our moments. And uh, now I think now would be a good time, Rachel. Tell us about uh, the stuff that you want us to go find out about. Oh, when we're definitely. Done go to Kickstarter, first of all, and search Tree Schoolers. And you'll see us, and you can watch the video and choose one of those rewards. We can hang out and have coffee in Arizona or in Denver or in Boston um, or in Los Angeles. You can choose to have your children appear in one of our shows and you can choose the digital goods or the DVDs and CDs um, and and vote like vote for a revolution in children's television so that's kickstarter.com and our campaign ends on I want to say August 14th is the last possible day to become a backer mm. other than that you can always find us at signingtime.com um, all of our products are there including Rachel and the Tree Schoolers baby signing time 
and potty time. And, and more than anything, I just, I do. Like at the end of the shows, I always say thanks for signing with us. But really, you guys, like from, from me and from Alex and Leah and from my family, it's my family that makes these shows. Um, my sister, um, really, thank you. Thank you, everyone listening. If you've used yeah. signing time or you've signed with your children, thank you for signing with us. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. That was thank you. That was great. Well, I normally end by saying thanks for spending an hour with us, but now I think I'll say thanks for spending an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, worth it. Sooner or later, we're going to wind yeah, up with part was, one and part two. Fantastic. Definitely worth it. No, great I'm having episode. a blast. Uh, but uh, we are the Downright Awesome Dads. This is uh, Down Syndrome Radio, and uh, we are available at uh, downrightawesome.com uh, under the Down Syndrome Radio category. And uh, we're available on iTunes. Just search for anything Down Syndrome and you'll find us under podcasts. Uh, but Down Syndrome Radio there as well. We would love to have a five-star review. That'd be fantastic. We'd love to have a four-star review. We'd love anything, any kind of comments you want because we want, just like you said, Rachel, we want feedback. They're all going to say, more Rachel, more Rachel. <laughs> but there we go. You guys, anything before I close it down? Yeah, you've gone from 86,000 to the 87,000 range. Wow, we're Woo-hoo! recording the show. Yeah, so. Watching this. Look at that. Keep going. Wow. That's all those people listening live. <laughs> it gets addictive. I got to warn you. Like, really, I sleep about three hours a night. Like, oh, my gosh. What, you know, what can we, how do we reach more people? But, so thank you guys for helping us reach more people, too. You're most awesome. welcome. Now, now I'm going to play your favorite song that you've probably only heard. I've only sung a million times. <laughs> Should I sing times. along? So you can sing along. That'd be awesome. We, oh we, we yeah, just, live version. Nah, <laughs> that's that's too much. Put you on the spot there. All right, we're back. We had a little bit of a, a little bit of a sound hiccup there with my professional uh, skills. We're gonna play Rachel's favorite song. Time laughing time and playing time, and now it is our favorite time. Signing time. It's signing time with Alex and Leah. This song's gonna be stuck in my head. It's for So now I have the MP3 to be sent it to you guys for free. There's lots like, of room know, for everyone, and we can start today. It's signing time with Alex and Leah. It's signing time with Alex and Leah. It's signing time with Alex and Leah. Come and play. All right, you guys, have a wonderful Where week. Where friends can meet and yeah. find we